0: Phase Zero, Season 2, Episode 13. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm your host, Jenna Anderson. Jamie is already struggling trying to get tickets for Doctor Strange Two. We will talk about the the mess of all of that in a second, um, and so much other Marvel news today and episode two of Moon Knight. We got a big show going here. As I said, I'm your host Jenna Anderson. BD is traveling, so I'm running the ship in in his absence. I am joined today by Aaron Kareen.
1: Hi guys! If you're in line <laughs> for Doctor Strange Two, stay,
0: stay in line. Stay in line. Stay in line. And um, out of his jail cell to talk to us about Moon Knight because I we couldn't have this show without him. He almost wasn't here because of technical difficulties. And I was like, we need you here to talk about Moon Knight. That's Jim true. McCarty is here. Could not miss this one. Yep. And then Jamie Jack is joining us and trying to get Dr. Strange tickets at the same time.
2: Good morning.
0: <laughs> it's 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 been a day. Um, thank you guys so much, by the way, for subscribing to our YouTube channel. We are now at YouTube.com slash phase zero. So much easier to search for. Um, we're uploading new content every day, so be sure to check that out if you're not already a subscriber. And thank you to everybody for joining the Twitter community. It's really cool that we have like almost a thousand people in that group just talking about Marvel and starting conversations. That is just super rad. Um, but yeah, so we have so much news today before we get into midnight episode two, starting with... Doctor Strange 2 tickets are on sale. Whether or not you can get them kind of remains to be seen. I'll let Jamie talk about how much of a nightmare this has been. My group was able to get tickets, like, no problem, like, before I even woke up this morning. So I I guess I'm in the minority that was able to do this well. Um, And we also got a new teaser to go with the tickets being on sale. Um, The the teaser had a couple moments that were kind of noteworthy, particularly the fact that Billy and Tommy are back, at least in Wanda's nightmares. (laughs) We don't know beyond that, but she's at least having nightmares about her children, which is kind of sad. Jim, what's up?
2: Also making a big return, Wanda's accent.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Big return for the (laughs) Sokovian accent.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Jamie, I assume you have so many
3: thoughts on Wanda in this trailer. Um, I mean, my thoughts are uh, I'm really happy for those kids (laughs) because they just like, because especially Julian, like he just wants to be in these, he wants to be involved so bad and uh, they're so cute. And I like genuinely, I'm just happy that those kids get to work again because I thought they were going to get aged up next time we Um, saw them so uh uh,
2: cassie Langed.
3: yeah uh, yeah and uh and uh and you know in the context of storytelling i'm excited as well because uh it's gonna rip our hearts out and uh make us bleed internally so uh, i can't wait to feel emotions uh, about this film (laughs) so i'm ready for it once you get your tickets <laughs> if I ever get, it. you know, when Spider-Man came out, I just waited until later in the day, and it was fine. So I don't know why uh-huh. I'm torturing myself when I know it's. Gonna be fine if I, just it I just
2: want you all to watch me struggle. I, I uh, Jimmy, are you a Stubbs member for yeah. AMC? Yeah. So like that seems to be like uh, so mm. I am too, and like I am almost convinced that there was a uh, you know that they blocked Stubbs members from getting in early because. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was After all rough. we've done for them. It was rough for me. It was rough. Right? That's what I mean. Here we are supporting you. And you're making it impossible for me. It's supposed to be easier for me. Remember. <laughs> Less than a minute.
3: We'll see. We something. Oh, yeah. That is before, so wild. I got to a whole screen and picked seats before and nothing came of it. So. Oh my God.
0: See, we're a Cinemark household because like the closest AMC is like too far to be able to drive to. Mm. So it's like I I, I feel Yel's pain. I used to be an AMC Stubbs member, but like Cinemark somehow made this so much easier. Aaron, have you bought tickets yet or struggled to buy tickets yet?
1: Um, I don't uh, because we live in such like a like a not a big city here in the state, I hope that like most of these things, I'm just allowed to just go and march right in on the day of. It's nice to be able to do that. I loved when I lived in Jersey. I could go in. I watched Justice League in a movie, in a theater with four people the first weekend. (laughs) It was no problem. It was great. I sat right in the middle. So I'm hoping for some of that, but every Marvel movie I've gone to at that theater has had more and more people in the audiences, like, for each one, because there's a lot of people in there for Shang-Chi. Are uh, you, like, like, like in the community
2: or something? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just it's just a little resort town. Like, I guess people are, like, they're too busy on the beach to, like, go watch movies, but I hope they go watch movies, because I'd like the movie theater to stay open. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I'll probably try later today, like, Jamie. Like, she just gave you the pro strat, you guys. <laughs> Wait a couple hours, and then come yeah. in, swoop in unsuspectedly.
3: If this take doesn't work, I'm giving up because no one wants to watch this happen. <laughs> we're going to still be
2: talking know. about Moon
0: Knight and you're going to still be in the ticket queue for like the 10th time. Um, uh, but yeah, so the, the Doctor Strange teaser and the teaser that came out a couple of days ago has also had people speculating that Cheeton is in the movie, which that's kind of cool. And then Aaron and I were talking about this before we started. The footage from the teasers is already editing things out of the teasers. Um, we have that one shot of Strange and America Chavez in a doorway. Originally, it had a Christine Palmer behind them and now it doesn't
2: which is very (laughs) weird
0: um Aaron do you have any thoughts on that because I think it's so bizarre like you could have just not put that shot in the first trailer just a different
2: multiverse guys I mean I I don't know (laughs) I guess
1: and also apparently India's not in our universe because she's still in the promos that they put out yesterday (laughs) in India so I I don't know what's going on I think uh Feige is uh, if you've listened to our Morbius episode you know the Oregon's in the Sony universe so this has precedent um (laughs) I think that they're probably trying to like pump fake people out because I don't know how, but we're still arguing about this glowing figure with blue hands, even though we have crisp IMAX 4K <laughs> images of it now. And we are still we are we are on month three of arguing about who this person is. So I, I just think it's a stoke engagement. I I really do. I and it's even more confusing because I could see if she had not been in any of the spot, like in the Super Bowl spot. She had not been there to begin, but she was already there from the first thing. So what's, what's going on? Someone has the answers.
0: I agree. It's so weird. We're almost getting to the point where, like, we are just going to have a whole fake trailer or something of, like, none of this footage is in the movie, but we are just putting out a fake trailer. Like, I know people have speculated that with No Way Home, but, like, I feel like that is inevitable with the way that we are going with these trailers. Um, in addition to the trailer and the tickets being on sale, Sam Raimi did an interview with Fandango right before that we started recording, which that has a lot of goodies to unpack. Um He confirmed that we're going to see multiple Wanda's in the movie. This was the quote he gave to Fandango. The movie is a journey into the multiverse. So you do see different iterations of Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange and even Lizzie Olsen's character of Wanda Maximoff. So the actors have to play that. It's a great challenge for them and a great fun to direct themselves playing these altered versions of themselves. Jamie, what do you think about getting multiple Wanda's? I'm sure that is very (laughs) great. Oh, my
3: goodness. What? 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 (laughs) I don't know. Yes. Give me a thousand Wanda's and a whole army. And uh, and have them trample over me. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm obviously very excited and into it. Uh, she showed her range in WandaVision. And, and what kind of crazy range is she going to get to show in this movie? It's it's wild. Like they just they're letting this girl act.
0: I completely agree. And then Raimi also said that the movie is going to rival No Way Home. This was his quote to Fandango. I guess I would say that Spider-Man No Way Home broke open the idea that characters from the multiverse could visit our universe, but this is the first time that characters from our universe will go out into the multiverse and experience other universes. So it's going to be continuation, but that I think is one of the biggest appeals, finding other realities and how they rhyme with our own or how they are completely the opposite or variations thereof. I think therein lies the interest of this picture. Going off of that, he also could not say if Bruce Campbell is in it, which if you've seen any Sam Raimi movie or if you know about Sam Raimi, it feels like Bruce Campbell has to be in this in some way. I forgot to put this in the rundown, but he, Bruce Campbell trolled all of us on April Fool's Day, making us think he was variant Doctor Strange, posting a very obviously photoshopped picture on Twitter. And I bought it for like a millisecond and then immediately felt bad. Um, but yeah, so Raimi can't say if Bruce Campbell is in it. He also can't say if Patrick Stewart is in it. So we're back to the thing again of... Is Patrick Stewart in this movie,
2: he said put him in the trailer. I know, right? Exactly, and like, it's like, like, it's like we know it's Patrick him. Stewart is in it, like that. Yeah. That is him, and so, like that. So, if, if Raimi can't say if Patrick Stewart is in the movie, but we know he's in the movie, yep. and also he can't say if Bruce Campbell is in the movie, then that has to mean he is in the movie. We have decoded <laughs> your lies, Marvel. If you can't say anything, because this, this is what they say, if they can't say something, then you know it's true. If they, otherwise, they just say no. Otherwise, they'd be like, no, it's it's not true. It's a crazy rumor, right? That's it. Yeah,
0: it's just so wild. Aaron, what do you think about it?
1: I'm just laughing at Kofi saying that Stuart is voicing Mephisto in the comments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's very interesting that, like, I'm I i I'm trying to remember the last time someone said, I can't talk about that. Other right, than, like, Barry I mean. Kigan yeah. just stiff-arming BD when he asked about <laughs> the Batman. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that... You expect certain things. I'm surprised no one asked him about the car because the car is going to be in here, too. Right. Just like that. Just like Bruce Campbell. He always does that. Um, There's all sorts of stuff that I'm sure that there's landmines where it's like, I can't talk about that. And really, we only have one person to blame, and that is Andrew Garfield, because we don't know what is up and what is down, if the sky is blue, any of that anymore we just can't trust anything crazy thing i bet
2: you if he did ask him about the car he probably would have said yes
0: absolutely yeah right
2: like that's just (laughs) uh, like he probably would have had him yeah sure i I could talk about that (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah and then speaking of the spider-man of it all ramey did say or wait jamie did you have something to say? Before? oh no i was yeah. gonna say
3: that andrew garfield is like <laughs> all journalists like or evil villain origin story now like yeah. he's ruined all of our jobs forever <laughs> because what uh, we don't know what to believe anymore he's 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 destroyed the sanctum of our of our careers it's uh, and it's and also an update. I went. I got through the tickets. I picked three. I did my two other A list people, and then I got kicked out. And now I'm a thirty. <laughs>
2: oh no!
0: This is your multiverse of madness. Oh. <laughs> multiverse of madness. Oh. <laughs> the of reality
2: will be punished. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Look, there is a there is a Jamie in a universe somewhere that got those seats. That's
0: oh, fun. absolutely! Wow, and for IMAX, and then, too. I know. <laughs> And then Raimi did say, speaking of Spider-Man, about returning for Spider-Man 4, which as as people who are familiar with the Raimi-verse know, he, that was a thing that was in the works for the longest time. It kind of fell through. It would have had John Malkovich as the vulture. It would have had Anne Hathaway as like a black cat vulture daughter hybrid. It would have been a wild movie. But like people obviously, now that Toby was back in No Way Home, are asking about the possibility of a Spider-Man 4. And Raimi said this. I've come to realize that after making Doctor Strange that anything is possible, really anything in the Marvel Universe, any team ups. I love Toby. I love Kristen Dunst. I think anything is possible. I don't really have a story or a plan. I don't know if Marvel would be interested in that right now. I don't know what their thoughts are about that. I haven't really pursued that. But it sounds beautiful. Even if it wasn't a Spider-Man movie, I would love to work with Toby again in a different role. So, what do y'all think about that? Because that is kind of, that is the most, that is way more than I expected him to say about that. And I know people are just kind of like, make it happen, let it happen in some way or another. So, what do y'all think?
2: Man, I feel like it is a thing where, like, what, like, almost what else is he going to say? Right. In that, like, he is so, he will forever be so intimately attached with that franchise that, like, there is no, sidestepping it there's no especially with the fact that like you know spider-man 4 almost you know came as close to happening as it did i still to this day cannot uh, like picture that we got this close to anne hathaway being in a marvel movie right like mm-hmm. it's wild Um uh, but, but like look it's it's i think there is enough now like now that spider-man no way home has happened now they can easily just be like well anything's possible Never say never, right? Because clearly, what would have been a never say never, or like a never moment, right? Had this been five years ago, you never would have thought of you know these universes um, being able to intersect in some way, or the idea of a multiverse existing. And so now, it's just an easy way to be like, well, I mean, anything can happen. Never say never. Of course, I'd love to make more money. So, like, that's you know, be perfect.
3: I keep thinking about what my first stepdad used to say all the time when I was a kid, which is give her an inch and she takes a mile. <laughs> and I, I feel like uh, when they made uh, no way home, they were thinking like, yeah, we're going to bring back Toby and Andrew for this. And it's going to be great. And I don't think like at, at the time anyone was like, and then we're going to bring back Toby and Andrew again. <laughs> I, I feel like that was never in anyone's plan when they made no way home. And now it's, All anyone is talking about or wants. And I feel like they're scrambling because it's like, why not do it? They'll make a ton of money. But I, I feel like there's no plan for it because if there was a plan, Sam would be like, Oh, I can't, I don't know. Oh, (laughs) right. He'd say, I can't talk
2: about that. That's exactly what
1: he'd say. It's, it's literally the sort of thing where I don't know if it's absolutely great that we're just reliving the highlights of a decade of a decade from when I was like a preteen, because like I just we just came off of a WrestleMania where I got to see Stone Cold Steve Austin like stunnering people at the age he's at, which I was like I'm never going to see it again. Man. I'm Vince again, right? And <laughs> than having to edit it afterwards. But like <laughs> anything is really it's really open season on anything that you liked at any point <laughs> in the past. Anything like nothing is too crazy. Nothing it's is just, out there. It's, it's just weird because I
2: wonder, I wonder if our parents kind of went through this thing, right? Like mm-hmm. very clearly nostalgia is being aimed at us right now. Like for most of us in our, you know, late twenties, early thirties or whatever. Right. Like every, like there are a lot of things being aimed at our nostalgia. And I got to like, the hell would like you know be aimed at my parents that that's like a nostalgia standpoint that they're like oh yeah this is it like and I feel like that it's not necessarily the case like someone you know stumbled upon uh you know a, a, like a nostalgia thing and they said oh we can make money off this let's just keep let's just keep priming that pump. uh whatever give it to me I'll eat it that's
1: fine. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Can I ask one question quick? And we have to do mm-hmm. it quick. I know we got other stuff to do. Yeah. What's going to happen first? Are they going to bring Toby back? Or are they going to do Andrew first?
3: <sighs>
1: Andrew's probably. Yeah. I cheaper. think
3: Andrew's more like Andrew.
0: Yeah. I think, so. I think there's there's more unfinished story there. I think like there's more narrative potential for him to come back in whatever Sony is doing in its own universe, whether or not they do that is a whole other question. um, But I think it it would definitely be Andrew.
3: I feel like if they brought Toby back again, they're just going to kill him. And I don't want, I don't want that. The only reason I want Toby back is because I want Dunst. I want to see Dunst one time, give her, even if it's like a Mm -hmm. 22nd cameo, uh, like her in that episode of black mirror, where she just walks in the frame. (laughs) Uh, But, um, but I, I, worry that um, that to Toby that that's what what'll happen to him and, and I think he deserves a happy little ending.
2: I just I, I almost wonder if we're too far away from Toby for Toby to return, right? Like where I think Andrew is, like 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 you guys said, like th- there's more unfinished story there, and I think that there is more. Um, more redemption there that I think people would would really would really get behind. And I think, but also too, a lot, people loved a lot of elements of those movies that mm-hmm. I think if you know were paired with some better setup uh, would really be be something special. Absolutely.
0: So um, pivoting away from Doctor Strange and into another trailer that <laughs> has not arrived yet, but people would like for it too. Jim, do you want to talk about the Thor Love and Thunder? stuff of the past week.
2: Where's the Thor trailer, Marvel?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Give it to me. Give me what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. So <laughs> long lead press starting for Thor, love and thunder. And uh, we got, you know, the, the cheeky cast uh, tight. Ty- we got Taika. We got Hemsworth. Um, and uh, uh, oh my God. Why am I blanking on uh, Valkyrie's Tessa. name? Tessa, Tessa Thompson, yeah. uh, holding, holding up the hand numbers, like they're the NWO, uh, <laughs> like it just, it just, you've got, you've got Taika doing, uh, an 11 on, on one, you've got, uh, Hemsworth going, you know, doing, uh, doing this. And so it, which is different from yeah. uh, Tessa doing this. And so basically the date that everyone has now, the internet has now decided the Marvel trailer is coming out because they decided it was coming out last Monday, the Monday <laughs> before that, but Thursday before that, uh, is now April 11th, which is a month also a Monday.
3: At this point, it really feels like they're, just gonna make it the post credit scene. I, um, I don't think. I mean, look,
2: actually, you know what? What isn't that what they did? That's what they did for No Way Home, right? That's where yeah, we got our first, yeah. get Dr. Um, first. Which,
3: as I've said many times on the show, I think is dumb. Uh, but also, <laughs> uh, but also, it's like there was at least more time, after right? When they did it that way, right? There's I way less time.
2: I don't. I don't think we need it yet. Look how much stuff we've got coming. Right. Like we've got we are still in the middle of Moon Knight. We've got Ms. Marvel coming up. We still, you know, barely scratched. Honestly, I watched I've watched all the Doctor Strange trailers. I still have no idea what that movie is about. (laughs) I know it involves Wanda in, in, in some aspect. It involves the multiverse in one aspect. But as far as what that actual story is, I have no clue. No clue. But
0: I also I also think it's a thing of like general audiences of like I am someone who will like put ABC on in the background while I'm working and I I have seen more like obviously a lot of Moon Knight stuff as it's been coming out but like the day the Miss Marvel trailer came out there were there were multiple TV spots airing that night during The Bachelor which was very yeah. weird to me because I was like this show is like three months away and you're already promoting it and I had seen at that point less promo for Doctor Strange on my television than I had for Miss Marvel so I think it's a thing of like you need general audiences to be aware that Doctor Strange is happening and you need to really ramp up the marketing for that i think it's just a thing with covid of like the marketing campaigns for these movies are so truncated down because it's like you would rather let people know about the movie as soon as possible as opposed to hey it's going to get delayed again and now you're going to forget that it was even a thing and we've wasted all of this money on marketing but it is this weird thing of like we're less than 100 days out from thor love and thunder and we have popcorn buckets and drink cups (laughs) and stuff crab ring goons things of that nature To quote aaron. <laughs> like and and we have nothing in terms of official stuff which is such a bummer to me because i am so excited for this movie like this movie is going to be a like cornerstone of my personality when this comes <laughs> out and the fact that we have no marketing and i don't get like a decently sized marketing campaign for this movie yet is still very sad to me aaron I'm, what do you think
1: i'm going full tinfoil hat i think the reason we don't have a trailer is because there's something in moon Knight or a multiverse of madness that you need to know before you can see the Thor trailer that ignites the entire thing. I, isn't, I, I, but,
2: but isn't that a failure on the movie's part? If that's the case, like, Oh, yeah. like we can't show you this trailer unless you watch the thing. Like I get it. There's a gigantic hey. audience that is following them that, that every nook and cranny of Marvel. Look, that's why we have this show. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I it, it's, I think I think it's it's really more like it's it's boring to say but I think it just has more to do with the economics of just, you know, movie marketing stuff. There is this is a full year to begin with and I think Marvel wants to spend more more money in a short period of time to really get the message out there than try and like do this, do the slow drip that they're, they're used to. Look, it worked for Spider-Man no way home. We went from zero to 60 in, in, you know, two days flat. Same thing happened for moon Knight. Like we got that, we got that teaser poster. Um, and then we just started getting stuff left and right for it. And so I think that's, what's going to inevitably be the case, uh, the case here. And you know, just, we just got to sit and wait. Yeah.
3: Jamie, what do you think? I love uh, who's ever running the comic book comments right now. Says, yeah, what if too. our flag means death just turns into an elaborate backdoor trailer with <laughs> our love and thunder? Uh, yeah, I'd love that because then it means we're going to get some more gay stuff. <laughs> in <Love> and thunder. <laughs> So I love this theory. Um, I, you know, it's, it's just, I, I feel I would love it. What if they just never did a trailer? I, I know that's not going to happen, <laughs> but, but I mean, I feel like Taika is powerful enough to, for it just to like, this movie's here now. Uh, and but well I don't know. He's surprised we'll
1: drops it at midnight like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all on Disney Plus 1 when we all wake up.
3: Dude. I know I
0: had joked of like just do like a music video like just do all of them dancing in costume and just sell your movie with that and give me no actual footage. But, like honestly uh, at this point just go with that.
2: I just need to see what that awful blue costume looks like in in live action because <laughs> hey, cuz we've seen it in terrible like, titan figures and other like weird action figure stuff marketing material and like I got to believe that looks better in person because whoa <laughs> <laughs> it it it's it so much that's a rough costume. <laughs> I mean it's the same
0: thing with gore of like we've gotten Lego gore, we've gotten like other action figure gore, and we got like that weird set photo where he looks like white bib Fortuna. Like it just is <laughs> like it, I, I need to see what he's actually gonna look like in context, because that set photo just is haunting my brain until we get something else. And it's like yeah. this is the villain that they're all gonna be going up against. But yeah, it's it's just so weird. Hopefully we will get one sooner than later. Um, but yeah, Aaron, do you want to talk about the Miss Marvel news of the week?
1: Sure. Uh, so Miss Marvel has a rating, and uh, it's rated PG, which is a little bit strange because most Marvel things are usually PG thirteen. Um, there's a lot of discussion about whether that's going to affect the content in it. Like, what does that mean? Uh, our friends over at Agents of Fandom tend to agree with TJ and them that like there is definitely a sort of they're building an ecosystem where there can be like on the high end of things like Moon Knight and like Deadpool and stuff of like, Oh boy, this is going to be a little bit rough for the kiddos. Don't do this. And then the middle where you get like, you know, I guess like cat four or, you know, I guess Dr. Strange would be PG 13 esque stuff. And then I guess they're building out the PG wig now with Miss Marvel. And there'll probably be more projects. You imagine I am group might be yeah. PG, Something like Spider-Man freshman year will probably be PG. Marvel Zombies probably going to be up here with other (laughs) stuff. Uh, But yeah, that it's people were really taken by surprise. Do you guys think that there's room for all three of these lanes with within the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Defenderverse over here somewhere to the left (laughs) where there's just over there?
2: Look, there's definitely room. I just think it's weird that it comes after Moon Knight, which is very, like, you're going to, you're literally going from one extreme end to the other. Uh, but, like, but, you know, so, like, that's the, you're going to, you're basically getting all the Marvel fans, you know, you're getting, you know, the older crowd coming in. And it's like, all right, here's what the next one is. Like, look, this trailer has so many um uh, it's got vibe like like I just watched Turning Red and it's got a lot of you know kind of vibes of just like that you know teenage girl and, and like it's got you know Diary of a Wimpy Kid kind of you know <laughs> vibes uh, as well which which I love um, and so like there's a lot of that that I think is is great like this is gonna be a, a show that I will looks like I will be way more comfortable watching with uh, my daughter than, you know, than anything else. And so being able to, you know, look, I know not the entire audience has kids to, to watch this with, uh, but like my, my kid is on a huge descendants, uh, kick right now. And so, um, and this, and this feels like it would fit right in kind of with that, just with maybe a much higher budget, uh, for sure.
0: I love that for it. Yeah, me too. I do love the whiplash of like Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and then She-Hulk. Like I'm knowing She-Hulk is gonna probably be somewhere in the middle in terms of like a content rating, but it's probably still knowing how she breaks the fourth wall and certain things in the comics, like I feel like they're gonna get a little more on the Moon Knight spectrum. But it it is just very interesting. I think it shows the like the the breadth of the Marvel brand that we can have like the defender shows now on Disney plus, and we can have Ms. Marvel being PG, like both still work, both are still Marvel and you can still enjoy them for what they are. Jamie, what were you going
3: to say? Oh, just sometimes you just want some light, cute font. You yep. know I mean I don't I, what's wrong with that I saw people like upset on Twitter because I mean any information I love it when like the Batman news runtime it's like it's so long, Dr Strange, it's so short I mean there's <laughs> it's just the universe we live in um but uh, I don't know I think Ms Marvel's gonna be real cute and I'm I'm you know what maybe we need that after some dark moon nighting. Ticket update got through, picked my A list people, kicked me out again, back in line. Oh,
0: (laughs) no. The post credit scene of this week is just going to be whether or not you got your tickets.
3: And you um, I'll but, record a bonus.
0: Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Guardians news while you're waiting for your oh, tickets?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot look at my phone for a minute. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. The Guardians, th- this is one thing that I love about James Gunn because James Gunn, if he can share information, he's going to. I love how active he is on Twitter. He's just answering questions, sharing news. And uh turns out Guardians 3 is breaking some world records, which is really cool. Uh, this is what uh, Gunn tweeted he said uh, just heard from our makeup folks at legacy effects that yesterday uh, volume three officially passed the world record for the most makeup appliances created for a single production which is crazy because it it surpassed the grinch um which is like over 20 years old a lot, uh, a lot of who's
2: there, a lot of who's in that one
3: yeah 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 um so um, and then Gunn added, thanks for keeping practical effects alive. I love this because I'm uh, practical effects are my big old jam. Um, a lot. Of, I'm not a big CG person. And uh, 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 when it comes to that kind of thing. So I'm really jazzed to see what they're coming up with, because they, the last two movies looked great. Uh, and so to beat the Grinch after all these years, I don't know. What do you guys think?
0: I love it. I I agree with you. Like anytime that you can use practical effects, I am all for it, especially if they are like beautifully executed as the guardians movies have been. We had a whole conversation in the comic book Slack the other night about why the fact that Morbius just used CGI instead of practical effects. Like, I feel like I would have enjoyed elements of that movie more if he just had the practical vampire makeup. So I'm, I love that Gunn is so practical thinking. I know with like the suicide squad, he used the most practical sets that he had ever used in his career. And it really shows in the, the, like space and in all of the different set design elements of that movie. So I'm so excited to see what that involves.
1: 800%
2: less rats. (laughs) <laughs> um, Gar- Honestly, volume three. <laughs> Absolutely. i'm just gonna say uh, uh james gunn if you're listening this is this is my pitch uh you know look there is a race out there that ha- happened to be called the biscardi if one of them shows up in the background use using those gorgeous practical effects that uh that you've used they'd be great it would be fantastic <laughs> i'd love to see them show up there we go. I didn't get into Moon Knight. I got to make my shot for Guardians.
0: <laughs> well, then you could maybe, you could maybe um, be like, that could maybe happen with Gun's other tweet, Jamie. Right, it tweet doesn't
2: even that. have to be. I just, I just like, literally <laughs> what would make my day is uh-huh. just the mere notion or even mention. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just, <exist. laughs> they're out there. Put
3: me in a Marvel movie. Is that Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, because Gunn also tweeted while he's keeping up, like, the Rick and Morty bit of, like, people have been pranking him by giving him little Rick and Morty action figures. He, t- he tweeted the other day, today we are shooting some wonderful cameos for true Guardians fans, which obviously means the Viscardi.
3: Obviously. I mean, obviously. Really?
2: True Guardians <laughs> fans, know.
3: Yeah, obviously. I, I, I'm curious what that means, because mm-hmm. true Guardians fans, is that, does that mean comics fans? Yeah. Um, because I, I don't know, true Guardians fans, I, that feels kind of like a snobby thing to say. Because <laughs> I feel oh, like I uh, feel
2: like true Guardians fans got their got theirs in the post credit scene that had you know Starhawk and all and all them in absolutely. it, right? Like so, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, what, what, who else, else there? Vance Astro. It's I mean, have enough. we gotten Vance Astro yet? I feel like that's like the one character that Guardians, you know, Guardians comics fans are like, "Where's Vance Astro?" Uh, it's either, <laughs> either going to be Vance Astro or like Quasar or something, right? Like, that's, yeah.
1: Ooh. Quasar would be awesome. Miss Marvel goes the Quasar. (laughs) I mean, look, could
2: be. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah. I saw a tweet after the Miss Marvel trailer that was like, ten years from now we're going to get a Quasar movie, and he's going to have stretch powers. (laughs) So it's like maybe that's happening sooner than later. Um, And then the other Guardians news of the week was that the Cosmic Rewind ride will be opening on May 27th at Epcot. So that's cool. We will finally get that extension of the universe, which I know they were filming stuff for that. So that'll be pretty cool. And then Aaron, before we go to break, do you want to talk about Anthony Mackie?
1: Sure. So Anthony Mackie was on the Grammys red carpet, uh, hanging out. He talked to E and he said that he spent some time on the set of black Panther, Wakanda forever and couldn't say a ton, but he said, I'm very excited to say they just wrapped filming of black Panther two. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be spectacular. I'm not in it, but I've been to the set and I've witnessed it. I'm very excited for everyone to see black Panther two. They just wrapped it. You know, when they asked what of his Marvel plans were future Marvel plans, of course, in addition to, oh, they stopped. Like they finished filming. Everybody gloms onto. I'm not in it, and I'm like, <laughs> see, Andrew, look at what you brought. Look, look, I
2: believe. Look I believe rocks. he is not in it. I want to know what post credit scene he filmed because that's <laughs> probably why he was there. Probably, Absolutely. I mean, Which I think
3: counts as being in it.
2: Yeah. I, me too. <laughs> no, I mean you need to. Like, I think being in the movie is being in the movie proper before credits roll. Because <laughs> because Marvel has had a history of having other, you know, the other movie directors doing the uh, post credits scene or whatnot. That is not being in the movie. That is being attached to the movie. Post credits I mean, scenes are know. not a part. I of I would me. say that
3: Mark Ruffalo and Brie Larson were in Shang Chi.
2: No, uh, mm. oh, that's a tough one. That's a <laughs> yeah. tough one. I, I I would give you that one. Mm. only because it involved it it directly involved the story. So that was more of an extension of the movie (laughs) than it was just a side bit of the, I uh, guess we'll have
3: to see. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh Let's pin this and remember it later
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Got kicked, out again, later <laughs> <after. She> kicked
0: <laughs> out again no Oh, oh my god oh, Mephisto is running the, the ticket service today um, But yeah, I completely agree He's in some sort of put scene Or something or other thing so, knowing where Sam got the costume from him him being involved with whatever's going on in Wakanda totally makes sense. And I'm very curious to see how he is in the movie without being in the movie. Um, So yeah, we're going to take a quick one minute break before we talk about Moon Knight episode two. Um, That is a perfect amount of time to subscribe to our new YouTube channel. If you're not already subscribed to youtube.com slash zero. So go do that. If you're not already a subscriber and we will see you in a minute.
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Phase zero, season two,
0: episode 13. We are back and we are going to have a full spoiler discussion of Moon Knight, episode two. Um, I will let Aaron go first because he's at the top of the leaderboard and then we will. I'm definitely excited to hear what Jim has to say about the episode. But Aaron, you go first. (laughs)
1: Layla. Uh, Oscar. (laughs) Isaac. It's just, we continue the showcase of his, like, tenure here in the MCU. It's so, so exciting. Um, You learn so much. Like, they've done such a good job in the early going of, like, building out the world, this corner of the world that's, like, completely and utterly unmoored from the rest of this stuff. You know what I mean? All the action beats really hit. I, I still love F. Murray Abraham is like one of my favorite parts of this whole thing because he's just such a jerk. It's great. It's so good. <laughs> the insults. We didn't get a did we didn't get a worm this week, but we got other fun <laughs> stuff. So I am thoroughly enjoying the ride. I am excited to see everybody's reaction to uh Mr. Knight like who I saw some people in the community being like, I was expecting something else. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this is uh this is not exactly made to order. This is what we're <laughs> gonna get. This is the fun we're gonna have with it. You know what I mean? Um, and I guess because of Jim's prodding, I did poke into the Lemire run, Jeff Lemire run, and like that that's not that out of out of left field as it might seem on the show. So I'm I'm having a great time. It's good, it's great.
3: Awesome. Jamie, no what about you? Yeah. I am once again, so glad that I didn't watch those screeners. <laughs> this like week to week journey of having no friggin' idea what's happening is fun. Uh, like I, I have, I have no idea what's happening. And, uh, and, it, and it's, 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 it almost feels like I'm not watching a Marvel show because usually I like that. It's, there's just no connection to anything and everything that I'm guessing and trying to figure out or, only in the context of this show and i feel like it's been a long time since that's happened like maybe loki a little but you knew it was all working towards a grander thing and this doesn't feel like that and it's a little it's kind of refreshing because it's still like bonkers and i'm so confused but in like a good way you know i'm not confused in a frustrating way and i think that's cool and i just i mean oscar isaac are you Freaking kidding me with this man's performance! <laughs> I just like the whole this whole episode is just him talking to himself in a mirror, and I am enthralled. Uh, and that's beautiful. Uh, the, the yeah, I'm just also. Uh, Aaron brought up F Murray Abraham, who's I love, and I'm and uh, if you've seen Inside Lewin Davis, that uh, Oscar Isaac and F Murray Abraham have, have like a pretty good scene together in that movie. And uh, I, I need someone who's good at like editing to like dub over, <laughs> uh, like take the inside scene but use the vo- the 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 sound from Moon I, I can't I don't even know the verbiage. Like I, I can't do it. But somebody make that for me, please, because I will lose my mind.
0: I love it, Jim. What did you think? I'm going to assume you liked this episode.
2: I mean, look, it's I, I, I Well, let's address, we can address the kind of weird elephant in the room, right? With like the whole Mister Knight performance, where I think Mister Knight in the comics is portrayed in a certain way, and this is not what and this is not what we're we're getting, right? But I think. Moon Knight in general in this show is not a one-to-one representation of what we have, you know, what we have in the comics, right? They are, they are still dropping, you know, little tiny crumbs that there is going to be like that that there's a third personality or or something in there that we may, that we may still, you know, get to see. And I think, I think what will inevitably happen is as we get closer and closer to the end, we will get closer to that. I, I, I feel because I think it's one of the like you know Aaron mentioned more and more. Uh, look, if you have not picked up the or read the Jeff Lemire run for for Moon Knight, go do that immediately because there's there's a lot here. Even so much so that like it wasn't until the credits that I found out that like the two. Um, thugs that break in or that like barge into Stephen's apartment uh, are characters taken directly from the Jeff Lemire run. Billy and Bobby are two jackals that work for a meet. Uh, and so like, like, like that's, that's how uh, like this, like how really deep some of this, this stuff is, is getting there. Uh, and I think, like I said, as we get, as we get further along, like you, you are going to see, but I mean, like, the interplay between a uh, uh, Mark and Conchu and Stephen and Conchu and and Mark and Stephen is just so. It's just it's so much fun, right? Like I know, like this is a sh- dark show, but man, like it when you add in the element of Layla uh, here as well, like it just adds just another great dynamic to to the whole thing and and most of these scenes are like they're not these big you know uh, set pieces just yet like most of the stuff still feels pretty intimate like, with the exception of like getting that whole action piece across the rooftops right like like and we'll, we'll talk about that because I thought <laughs> like this show is way more violent than I think like any of us kind of intended um, so it's just it's it's a when I watched the screeners, th- this episode felt like the weakest of the ones I saw. But I think it's, it's a, it, it truly is a different experience watching it from week to week than watching them uh, binge at a time. And I think this is a show that benefits from that week to week stuff because there's just so much to, to digest here that is, um, is just so great.
0: I agree completely. Like, I I didn't necessarily... Like, I guess this episode kind of was the weakest when I watched it the first time around, I found myself loving it so much more this time around, just being able to really kind of let elements of it simmer and being able to like appreciate individual things and just all of the character beats. We'll talk about it, but like, I love Ethan Hawke's performance this episode. I love the little like peeling back the onion that we get of Harrow. I think that that is just so good. And yeah, this episode is kind of like connective tissue to like what is to come on the series, but there still is so much in it there that is good and is just well executed. So yeah, I completely agree. I did want to ask, because I know Jim will probably have a very good answer. How does this version of Mr. Knight differ from the comics for people who might not be familiar?
2: I mean, look, I think the, the Mr. Knight seemed to be the more cold and calculating one in, uh, in the comics. Like he is a take no ish kind of, kind of guy. Um, And I think you, you start to get hints of that with, with the show version in like, you know, when uh, Steven lands a good hit or two, he starts rolling up the sleeves and you're like, Oh, okay. Like maybe it's good. And I think, I think that's the thing, right? I think as Steven gets a little bit more confidence in working together with Mark and whatever, like you're going to, yeah, because like he throws a punch and he doesn't even think he threw a hard punch and the jackal goes flying. And you can see those little bits of confidence really just start to build that. I that I hope we get to see more of, obviously, as as the show goes. Now, I think the uh, how they got or like the the show reason for the Mr. Knight costume, f- like feels perfect. Right. Like in when you've got Layla being like, you know, activate the suit, activate the suit. She knows She's expecting the Mark Spector suit. And so when he falls out, you know, falls out of the window, hits the pipe and then boom, you get the superhero landing shot. And he's in the suit and he's like, oh, hey, I look pretty good. And Mark's like, what is this? And she's, she's like, she kept telling me to activate the suit. So I active, I put on a suit. Like that's, it fits Steven in the show's personality to, to a T. Um, and so, yeah, like he's not the uh, like – take no ish mr knight yet but there are bits here that i think we will get there and it's going to be and it's going to be something else
0: i agree i love when he did the superhero landing and then he kind of fell like that just <laughs> felt so relatable and good but yeah the narrative reason for it is so unexpected and kind of cool the way that steven kind of summons it himself um i did want to talk about layla first off i have to say our layla in the chat who, who we love dearly. I am so happy that she now has a, Oscar Isaac, just her name for over, over again, for like four to <laughs> five episodes, because like, I'm sure that is just a blessing. Um, I think Layla is so great. I love what we got of her in this episode. I also like knowing that Khonshu wants Layla to be the next avatar. If Mark turns it down, which I think is a very cool kind of con- conflict thing to have going forward. What do y'all think of Layla now that we got to kind of see her in this episode?
3: I'm, I'm really eager to see her interact with Mark. Uh, because it's like, you know, there was a little chemistry with Steven, but it was awkward because he doesn't know her. And, uh, you know, you know me, I want some romance in my life, uh, in, in my, in my shows, but I'm just curious to see how they, how they mesh as a couple, just because it's it, like, what's going on there? Uh, cause I don't know, you guys know, um, uh, maybe some comics readers know, I don't know, I'm in the dark. Uh, and I'm uh, enjoying being in the dark, but I'm also like, I want to know more because I, you know, someone in the comments mentioned um, how come she doesn't know about these multiple personalities, and it's like, well, I'm sure we're going to find out. There's more to this than just the regular, a regular uh, you know, DID situation. I don't know because uh, I don't know anything, so I can't wait to find out. But I, I really don't <laughs> think that I, I, feel, I don't think I don't think we have to worry about not getting those questions answered. But that comes from someone who doesn't actually know. <laughs>
1: I, I think it's really funny that basically Mark and Layla function as like babysitters for Steven in a sort of way. <laughs> well, Layla might be the one that's better at it than Mark. Cause she has more patience with him. You know what I mean? Um, She's really, really fun. I know we joke around about um like some of the women supporting characters in these shows, not having a lot to do. I, I'm already intrigued. I'm like, oh boy, she's already gonna get to do more than like Sharon (laughs) or like (laughs) or flow there. I I mean, listen, as long as she don't end up on the wheel, we cool. We all right. As long as she don't end up on the wheel, we we on the wheel of
0: evil.
1: On the wheel (laughs) of evil, yeah. As long as she don't end up over there, we good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I love her. I think what they what they established with her in this episode is just so fun. And I do love the kind of babysitter element, but also seeing that like Steven has a fondness for her. Like they have the same poet, like the same favorite poet, and they have all of these little quirks that like even Mark and Layla don't seem to have. So I think that's cool. Jim, what did you think of Layla?
2: I think it, uh, to, to go to, to Jamie's comment about like, why, you know, doesn't she know or whatnot? I think there's that that line when Mark and Steven or when Mark is talking to Steven and he's like, there's been a wall, a pretty good wall between us until now and I have no idea what's going on and I think that's probably why right but I think there's still like there's still really the big question on like uh, Mark must know everything Stephen is doing to try and track if he Stephen is waking up in the middle of the night right sand around the bed tape on the door and so Mark's got to be doing some pretty weird gymnastics to be able to like put all of that kind of back together again. Um, And so, and so when you, when you add Layla into the mix and, you know, Mark's basically living this other life that Layla gives you insight into. Like, I love that you get more insight into Mark's life through Layla than you do than what Mark is willing to give up even to Steven. Right. And he's the, our lens through the show. And, uh, uh, and like I said, so like, I think that's, um, that's going to be a really interesting dynamic. As the as the show goes on that I'm, I'm, you know, it's will be a lot of fun to, to watch.
3: I'm also I also I'm curious about the mother of it all. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be a big answer for us because Steven's always talking to his mom and Layla made a comment that Mark doesn't talk to his mother. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I have a f- as a, as a watcher of television who understands <laughs> hints that, that happened, I feel like mom is going to provide some answers in some way, whether, won't we see her, I feel like there's, we're going to circle back to mom somehow. If this is fun, because I know you're all like, you're all being quiet. Cause I'm sure, you know, already the answer. <laughs>
0: Well, and we can't even say if we don't know the. Answer, I know exactly that in and of itself is a spoiler. So
3: um, you're all Andrew Garfields, and I'm just me. <laughs> photoshop
0: it's all photoshop <laughs> um i did want to say before we talk about harrow the freeze frame when stephen screams at konshu when he's in the like <laughs> storage lockers is so good i love that stylistic choice i thought like the first time that my screener glitched because it was kind of doing that a couple times and it was like oh no that is intentional he is just like freeze frame and then we are going to have watch him run i thought that was so good um, and then, yeah, we got a lot about Arthur Harrow in this episode. Um, he used to be Conscious avatar, which I think, obviously, as we talked about last week, that is very different from the comics. They are kind of taking their own route with it. I think it is a really interesting choice. I'll be curious to hear what Jim thinks about it. I think it's like this is the one instance of having like a similar villain, which is a thing we've seen all over the MCU, where it still kind of works and serves introducing the character to general audiences. Um, and then we kind of got to see his master plan and his little like commune that he started. And I know this had already started a a conversation because a clip from that scene came out yesterday and it's like, is he actually evil or is he just kind of vibing because he just has like his nice society with his tomatoes and his like, you know, free food and free like lodging and stuff. And it's like, there's, he seems like he's making some good points, even though he is undoubtedly being evil over the course of the episode. So like, Aaron, what did you think about Arthur Harrow?
1: Um, Nothing is free. (laughs) Uh, I'm sitting there in the background like, yeah, this all sounds very nice (laughs) on the face of things. But even still, I guess that there are like vibes in the first episode and this one that you're only allowed to stay if you're useful right? Mm -hmm. It's not just everybody. The entire city doesn't have poverty eradicated with free food and weird projection entertainment (laughs) silent discos. It's just this little corner of it. So, I'm wondering, and he's being very nice to Steven, but he also still wants that scarab. It's not like, oh, you can just stay here. You don't have to give us anything. It's very, very transactional, right? So... Mm -hmm. he could not be evil but there is like very very sinister undertones also don't trust any man walking around on glass like what (laughs) like no like he he, i don't know if he can be trusted or not
0: those tomatoes did look very good though i just i just need to acknowledge that.
2: that's true heirloom tomatoes
0: (laughs) jim what did you think
2: there's a a line that arthur says that's basically is is pulled from the comics. We're not necessarily from Arthur, but he he asks Oscar, like, you know, or Oscar, he asks <laughs> Steven if, you know, uh, you know, Kanchu must have like chosen him because his brain, you know, his mind is so broken, right? Kind of thing. Um, and then there's a line in in the Lemire run where Kanchu's like, surely you realize the only way I'm able to do this is because your mind is so broken, right? Like you were you're an easy Mark, uh, no, no pun intended. Right. Like, and so, um, and so it's, it, and knowing that Harrow was an avatar of konshu and, and and that he kind of knows or understands like kind of what's going on here. I mean, it very clearly sounds like, uh, the, I mean, the two of them had a falling out and either a meet or, um, you know, saw, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's, it's Arthur's mind who is so, uh, Broken that, or so you know, weak that you know he was just hungry for for whatever. Ethan Hawk is so unsettling in this show that it's like that's what I love so much about it. Where he doesn't feel as mustache twirling as like Zemo does, um, and he doesn't feel you know, uh, and he's not like a, a way over the top like CGI kind of villain, right? Like he fits he's a very cerebral villain at least right now that uh that makes it really really interesting and so to see where all this is gonna go right like and like this is this is a a super nitpick but it's a thing that like i can't not wrap my head around and it's more because i think the infinity stones have ruined this have ruined this (laughs) for me right and like the fact the colors of magic in the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now have to mean something. The fact that Agatha's magic is purple and Arthur's magic is purple. And then you've got Wanda's uh, red magic and you've got Billy's blue magic and you've got Dr. Strange's orange magic. It all has to mean something. It has to be connected. But like, but it's one of those things where I can't, imagine Agatha is using Agatha or, or Arthur are using power from the power stone, which is purple. Like it's gotta be something else. And so like, that's, that is a thing that I am just like going to just neurotically latch onto <laughs> because, because I need, I need an answer.
1: Dormammu's magic is purple too. So.
0: Yeah.
2: Maybe it's a villain thing. Maybe villain magic yeah. is purple.
0: Or maybe they're just picking a different crayon from like the Crayola box and just running with that. Like, it could just be nothing, but I definitely agree that like Grape. there
3: might be something there.
1: Grape is evil. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> How I solve it.
3: <laughs> uh, Jamie, what did you think of Harrow? I mean, I just love Ethan Hawke, you know, and it's fun to see him in a role like this role. And I, you know, I just did this, uh, I did a panel at WonderCon on Friday that we talked a lot about um, should villains be redeemed and all this. And I really hope that he's the kind of villain that just gets to keep getting worse and worse and, and more. And I don't, I don't want to see him be good. Like he's being friendly right now, but in a creepy way that I'm like, and do. And I just, I think, I don't know. Like, Uh, Ethan Hawke told the story uh, I think it was to people about his daughter watching White Fang and not realizing until an hour and a half into it that he's the kid the main kid he's the guy who's in all of White Fang (laughs) and uh, and I feel like it's like a new Ethan Hawke for a new generation because um because he was such a like a 90s heartthrob and he has he's such a weird career and I and I'm just love that this is where he's ended up because I think it's perfect for him and as a and and within the context of the show it's great it's working so well I'm so invested
1: can, can you guys believe that Oscar Isaac asked him to play this character in a I freaking know. coffee shop? And he was I like, yeah, "Yeah, sure, absolutely. 100%. It's insane. It doesn't make sense. I'm happy it happened. Thank you. Whoever that coffee shop is in New York. Good job. But, <laughs> you should have
0: like a plaque of like Moon Knight came together in our coffee shop. Um, yeah, that is just so great. But yeah, did anyone have any other thoughts or opinions about the episode? Like I said, this is such a fun episode even as it is kind of like only a precursor for what's about to come. So what did y'all think?
2: It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to say because like, like we've seen three and four, yeah. but like the impressions wise, like, look at like it, it only gets wilder from here. Um, and so like it, they have found a way to balance the action and the drama Really nicely. I don't feel like I got too much of one and too little of the other. Uh, the, the look th- that costume just looks so good. Both, I mean, both of them do. And so, like, being able to see uh, that just in in action is ju- like just a freaking delight. Uh, I love it. Um, it, uh, the one of the, so some other things that like, I, I kind of want to point out, uh, we kind of, we get a time frame for when this show takes place, uh, when uh, at the bus scene and we, there's a GRC, uh, banner on the bus. And so we know that this, this has to take place obviously in the. Falcon and winter soldier timeframe. And so if that's the case, then we know it's, you know, it's obviously post, um, you know, post end game and, and all that. And so that was a, a nice uh, tidbit for those looking for uh, a free comic to read and the other, um, uh, QR code. Uh, it is like eight minutes and twenty something seconds in. It's right out, outside the locker. There's a they like they stop on it, and huh? it, it is right there. It's Werewolf by Night thirty three, um, which is uh, what you what you get for free. Uh, what else is there uh, that that maybe makes sense? Um, <laughs> no, like I said. And then other other than other than some of the other like I said like the nods right like Billy and Bobby. Um, being there are uh, are really cool. Um, so,, uh, so yeah, I loved it.
0: I agree. I, I totally forgot about the comic thing. Like we definitely have to mention that. If you scan the QR codes that are hidden in the episode, you can get a free comic on Marvel Unlimited to read, which I think nice. is such a cool thing. They should do that more often because I love the kind of game of that. i'm I'm hoping they do that in the rest of the episodes. So, technology's um,
3: crazy, man I know <laughs> <laughs> and yet it can't get you Doctor Strange two tickets <laughs> sure can't, uh, but here's the thing guys uh, all the theaters I'm looking at at this point are like 9.30 digital showings and they're practically mm-hmm. empty it's just the uh-huh. app being dumb so I'm why am I doing this to myself? It'll, I'm going to try again at noon, it'll be fine I'll see you an in mm-hmm. IMAX another day you think I'm going to see this movie once in theaters? <laughs> then you're silly it could be terrible, I'm still going to see it more than once in theaters so uh, this, why why are we doing this to ourselves? Why are we stressing? Let's just have a nice rest of our time
0: those are words to live by um but yeah thank you so much everybody for watching this week's episode this was such a fun one um I guess if anyone has anything to plug Jamie you're at the top of the leaderboard again so
3: oh you guys we're so early into cage month month of cage please yes. jo- it's been so much fun we're a small but mighty community we have a, a twitter uh, community that if you go to my twitter page it's like we, one of my first tweets you can join uh, I want to shout out to Layla who had never seen a Nick Cage movie before and she has done it every day I that must be like a brain overload uh, really because awesome. some of these movies are intense and to <laughs> watch them all for the first time every day like i've seen pretty much all of what we've watched so far and uh, it's you guys it, we're i'm having so much fun charlie and i are really enjoying ourselves sharing information just getting to watch nick cage movies so uh you, seriously it's never too late to join you don't have to catch up there's no rules we're just watching <laughs> nick cage movies it's as simple as that uh, so please join our community and talk to us about nick cage
1: i love it aaron what, the, what about you Uh, It's at some of the corner on Twitter. And if you're looking for something to watch this weekend in theaters, I full throatedly co-sign on what Jamie was saying last week about everything everywhere all at once. I'm going tomorrow. And interestingly, I'm hearing good things about ambulance. So if you like weird action movies and drones, you're going to be (laughs) in for a good time. Go ahead and watch those this weekend.
2: Jim, what about you? Uh, I don't have any, I obviously don't have anything to plug, uh, but I will say, I will take this time, my time <laughs> at, at the end of the show to say, uh, if you have not, uh, go, go leave us a review on iTunes, go leave yes. us a, f- uh, a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, anyone that mentions how great Jim is, we will read on the air. <laughs> uh, and, uh, maybe we'll, we'll, are I think we're looking to get some, some stickers and stuff made too. So we'll, Ooh. we'll get to so go head on over to iTunes right now and go get Leave us a five star review.
3: I just want to interject that the Wandavision account just because tweeted or just posted on Instagram for the first time in a year, over a year. um, Just, just stuff for the grid to look pretty. But uh, I haven't gotten a Wandavision update like alert on my phone in in since March twenty twenty one, and I just like fully convulsed. In the world.
0: Oh my gosh. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. I promise it will be me and not an NFT person hacking my account. Thank <laughs> you to <sure> everyone who <laughs> helped me this weekend. That was something else. Um, and don't forget to follow the show. We are at Phase0CB on Twitter. We are at Phase0 on YouTube. Um, as I have said across the show, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're uploading videos every day. We're re-uploading old episodes and old interviews that we know you guys are going to enjoy. And join our, t- our Twitter community if you haven't already. I'm sure either myself or BD or somebody will retweet the link to that so that you can join if you're not already 100%. there. Um, go read comics. Yeah. And go read comics. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have my usual sign off because I had to plug everything <laughs> else first. But yeah, go read comics. There's some great comics out this week. Um, the last issue of the current Black Widow run came out this week and it is so good. So Today's go read Moon that that is
2: also fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, so go read comics. And thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll be back next week to talk about night episode three and whatever other MCU's pop up since then. All right bye. See you.